demographics show that nearly half of North Carolina adults, some 49%, were born someplace else. And non-natives are now a majority in 18 counties in the state, including Wake, Durham, and Orange counties. And that also affects how people talk. And here to discuss this, someone who has studied this quite extensively, is NC State Professor Robin Dodsworth. Robin, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Not bad at all. So as you studied this, what was the first thing you noticed that may be traditional in terms of Southern accents that started to fade away from common speech heard in North Carolina? Well, a really iconic element of Southern speech is what we call eye ungliding. And that's where words like high or tied are pronounced high or tied. And over time, starting in the latter part of the 20th century, that started to disappear in Raleigh so that uh, these days a lot of people in Raleigh say it more the way I do, like high or tied. And it's not just in North Carolina, too. There are studies in Georgia that indicate that in the metro areas, uh, you won't find much in the way of southern accents there, too, right? Uh, Right. You know, I mean, there's certainly still um, people in both Georgia and in North Carolina that that have what we call the Southern dialect or some version of the Southern dialect. But it's growing weaker and weaker and getting replaced by kind of a-regional, non-regional ways of pronouncing things. And that's actually happening all over the Southeast. You know, it, it starts in the urban areas, but then it's spreading outward. Mm-hmm. Being a radio head like I am, I don't mean the band, I mean someone who just loves radio, uh, I grew up reading about these play-by-play men in baseball, very educated men who also just happened to hail from the South, and they went to northern areas like Ernie Harwell with the Detroit Tigers, Red Barber, and Mel Allen, who were synonymous with the New York Yankees. These were southern men who had southern accents and they were beloved play-by-play men in northern parts of the county, of the country, and they were treated as legends. But they also didn't hide their southern accents. And somewhere along the way, that became stigmatized. And now, and I've worked with some companies that uh, really hammered down the fact that, and you can see this with some of the local college teams, southern accents are now frowned upon. How did it get so stigmatized? Yeah, and and I will mention that it's not just southern dialects that became stigmatized. It's also some northern urban dialects, like in Boston or New York City, Philadelphia. Um, Well, one thing that happened was that after World War II, there was a great deal of geographic mobility and, to some extent, class mobility. And as people moved around more, they became more aware of regional ways of talking And over time, those regional ways of talking then became associated with kind of locality, you know, rather than the kind of extra local, educated, mobile, professional type person. And so local ways of talking became associated sometimes with the working class or, you know, in the case of Southern dialects, with being uneducated or conservative. Um, And so, you know, uh, that combined with the fact that just more people started moving down to the south from the north um, and uh, catalyzing the gradual loss of the southern dialect, you know, those things combined made it so that 
um, regional dialects, including the southern dialect, just sort of became stigmatized. Now, that said, uh, perception studies show that it's not all bad. So people associate southern ways of talking with um, being friendly, being warm, you know, uh, just not educated, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Is the same thing happening with other regional dialects, too, like, say, Boston, New York, Chicago, Philadelphia? Yeah, absolutely. So um, there's a a well-known study in Pittsburgh that kind of shows uh, over time how perceptions and awareness of the local dialect changed. Um, Yeah, but sure, the uh, traditional Philadelphia dialect has been... Uh, declining for some time now. Same thing in New York, you know, for several decades. Detroit is a little bit of a different situation. So there was a a sound change or, or a, a kind of a, a change in several of the vowels that started there later than the traditional New York or Philadelphia dialect. And that uh, does seem to be reversing now. It's just on a bit of a different time scale. Interesting. And regardless of how much we talk about accents, it's not like they're going to completely be eradicated in any region of the country because there is, and here in North Carolina, a prime example, there are still rural areas that will still embrace accents or at least have uh, people born in it and with that, and, and they won't be totally able to erase it. And nor should they. Yeah, that's that's right. That's right. And I don't think they want to either, right? right? And they're, they're quite rightfully and appropriately proud of those accents, yeah. Absolutely. Interesting discussion. Thank you, Robin. Robin Dodsworth, I have to, uh, I had to do this when I was 18. I had to get rid of my southern accent, actually, if I was told if I was ever going <laughs> to do anything substantial in radio. And Robin uh, here with us today from NC State University to examine this subject. Thank you so much, Robin. We appreciate it. Thank you.